0: The biggest piece of advice I just like to give to to kids and parents of of athletes is understand that you are not your sport, right? The sooner you can understand that you are not just a baseball player, um, the easier that transition period will be uh, when it comes, because I think that's the biggest thing I set up in my career was I was okay being a 20-year minor league player i was okay getting into the big leagues and, and not being the best player right i strove to be the best but i was okay not being the best because i understood that i wasn't just a baseball player my identity wasn't wrapped around being a baseball player i am a, a father i'm a husband i'm a, I'm a brother a son right I, I have aspirations beyond the game when the game's over
1: and so when that transition period came it was a little bit easier you know Southwest Florida is one of the most beautiful places on the planet to live. For those of you that are thinking of moving from other states to come to Florida, or even just moving to a different part of the state, I want you to think of a big, beautiful luxury home. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. They are a family-owned and operated luxury residential construction company. As a family-owned business, they believe in the power of building not just homes, but legacies. Contact legacy luxury builders. The nightmare of feeling like you'll never measure up, of constant second guessing and self-doubt. It eats away at you and destroys your confidence. I've been there too, feeling like I didn't belong on the field with my teammates. But it doesn't have to stay that way. I used to compare myself to everyone around me. I thought that no matter how hard I worked, I'd never be as good as the other guys. It killed myself for me. I now help athletes develop an elite mindset so comparison no longer controls them. We teach techniques to cut out the negative self-talk and unlock the full potential. Imagine stepping into the box when it counts the most and feeling totally confident in your ability, feeling invincible instead of insecure, ready to seize the opportunity instead of shrinking from it. That's the mindset I help athletes develop. Don't waste another minute on comparison and self-doubt take control of your mindset, and become the confident, unstoppable competitor you were meant to be. DM or comment below to get started with the edge and transform your mental game. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is your host, Sean French, and I have with me today a former big leaguer, the VP of Athlete Narrative, and an all-around great dude coming out from us. Where are you from? Are you in Boise, too, or where are you at? Idaho?
0: Yeah, man. We're right outside of Boise, a small town called Meridian
1: meridian idaho i wasn't sure if you were still there or you were there with them but uh i have with me former big leaguer like i said brandon barnes welcome to the show buddy oh glad to be here man i appreciate you having me on oh absolutely dude wouldn't have any other way i wouldn't have any other way i love what you're doing and uh i think the audience is going to get a ton out of hearing your story just how you came up as a young ball player and into the major league baseball um Levels and then what you're kind of doing now, how you transition and like everything, right? Everything that we that you deal with as an athlete in your ascension and then your exit, which is the most important part of it, right? Yeah. Um, so w- why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your baseball story, man? Yeah,
0: I uh, man, I've, I've been playing baseball since I was four years old. Uh, in high school, it kind of changed. Um, I you know, I've always had a deep passion and love for baseball, it's always been number one. Uh, but for me, you know, I came from a, a lower middle-class family and I knew my only way to go into college was a scholarship and in high school, that was, that was football for me. Uh, I had a, uh, a scholarship to UCLA to play free safety and, uh, you know, ended up not working out. And I remember back in those days, man, I'm, I'm kind of a little older than, uh, you know, most. So I used to have to scrape VHS tapes together for a highlight tape and send them out to all the coaches, um. <laughs> it's 50-50 chances the coach ever watched it. So, um, you know, sent out a bunch and, and had some some good response. But initially, man, I, I'm from Southern California. I grew up a UCLA fan. So I wanted to be a Bruin. And unfortunately, they had a coaching change. The new coach wanted to bring in uh, his own recruits. So I ended up just playing in a baseball tournament when, uh, one weekend. We ended up going to the World Series. So I took some time off of football and I hit eight home runs in ten games, and we ended up going to uh, the championship game, losing to a team from South Carolina. And I remember in that tournament, my buddy was like, "Dude, you need to play baseball. Like you were born for this." And so, at that time, I'd quit baseball my senior year of high school, so I wasn't even playing in high school. And are you serious? Yeah, I I completely quit my senior year just to focus on you know getting bigger, faster, stronger for football. You know, I was was 180 pounds soaking wet my senior year, so. I knew I had to push that 200 to 210 mark, um, and that's why I quit uh, baseball initially. Do that tournament, my buddy's like, look, you need, to, you need to play baseball. So I immediately, like, I was like, all right, I'll pray on it tonight and see how I feel when I wake up. Went, went to the dorm, prayed on it. I woke up that next morning, and I signed up for a junior college uh, that my buddy was going to. Mm-hmm. It was probably the best JUCO in California, um, go to state, like, every year. And I, I didn't even have a tryout, man, to be honest. Uh, I just went with my faith and felt like God was telling me to, to go play baseball. So I signed up for classes. Uh, initially, uh, ended up getting a, a tryout, went out. I was a third baseman shortstop in high school. And the, the coach knew that I was a wide receiver, free safety. He knew I could run. So he's like, Jay, go to the outfield. Let me see what you can do. And I was like, the outfield? Like, <laughs> That's not where the good guys go, right? Like I'm an athlete, and so he uh, he's like, no, just promise me, go out there, man. It, it came so naturally. It was mm. coach just told me the, the one tip he gave me. He goes, you're a wide receiver. When that ball goes up, what do you do? I said, I catch it every time. He said, same thing in baseball. You see that ball, you go go do it. it. He said, go get it. So, man, from that point on, it was just it was natural um reading the learning to read balls off the bat learning to read swings Uh, i'm old school with it i don't need a card i pay attention to the game so Mm -hmm. um, that was how i got back into baseball um and then that that freshman year in juco i didn't end up starting the first couple games of the year got a chance to uh come in in a game where we're just boat racing somebody and uh ended up hitting two doubles got to start the next game hit two doubles with a homer and did it come out to line up the rest of the year. Ended up being a freshman All-American, All-State, and was put into the Cypress College Hall of Fame as a freshman. Got drafted by the Houston Astros in the sixth round. And then took me another seven and a half years to get to the big leagues.
1: Dude, so let's back up real quick, right? <laughs> and this is something I want the audience to really dive into. Whether they're athletes or not, or they're entrepreneurs, or they're just you know, a kid that came across this show right now. You you didn't you didn't play baseball your senior year, and most people would say if you're not going to play baseball your senior year, you surely aren't going to play college baseball. But and you're sure as hell not going to play in the major leagues. I, I don't want to overglance that, beca- glance over that because to me that tells a story right there that anything is possible through faith. And I love that you responded to your friend. Hey, I'm going to pray about this, right? And then when I wake up, I'll see how I feel, see where God leads me. And you, and you, and you went in that blind faith, right? And I think that's very important for people to really understand, not just from a faith standpoint, but from a, a work process to begin with. You have to have blind faith that the work that you put in eventually is going to give you possibly an opportunity to be very, very successful you know and that's what your story so far has has shown me and this is very interesting so real quick you said best juco in california i take offense to that because i played for a very good junior college cool. in california but you might be right did you say you played at cypress cypress college yep okay very good very good program i played at college of san mateo
0: okay okay you're up there so man. i mean yeah i mean you're up there
1: but we're up there man <laughs> we ain't you guys.
0: <laughs> I think we're, but we're no,
1: that's cool, I, man.
0: Yeah, I think uh Cyprus is in California at least probably the most big leaguers um in California. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't disappoint there. You you know, you you get so you get drafted in the sixth round. And at that point, like what are you thinking to yourself, right? Because, you know, two years ago, this isn't even on your on your radar, man. And, and now you're drafted in the sixth round and you kind of hang out in the 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 bus league for seven and a half years. So let's talk about all that, all those emotions.
0: Yeah, man. I, I honestly I didn't know much about the draft back then it was uh, it was all on the computer right so you just looked at the screen and waited for your name to pop up um, it's not it wasn't televised like it is now where you can kind of sit in front uh-huh. of the and watch it um, so it was kind of nerve-wracking but you know I've got to, you know talking about entrepreneurship and going into business man I had a hustler mindset back then I uh, I was called in the fourth round by the st. Louis Cardinals um, they asked me if I would willing to, signed for a certain amount of money. And I said, absolutely, man, I was broke kid. Just wanted to go play baseball. Mm-hmm. And um, for sure. so immediately I got off the phone <clears throat> call with them. I had a really good relationship with the Houston Astros <clears throat> scout. So I gave him a call and said, Hey, look, the Cardinals just called me. They're looking to take me in the next couple of rounds, but I want to be an Astro. And so he immediately is like, hold on a minute. I'm going to make a call. Look for your name. I mean, one round later, it's the sixth round and my name gets called in the sixth round. And I just doubled my stock um, by making one phone call. And, you know, I was ready mm. to go 10th to 12th um, round and just me making a phone call and having that hustler mindset, I went out and, and made it happen. So I tell kids all the time, like, don't don't feel like you can't speak up or you can't go call somebody or talk to somebody. That's that's why people are here, right? Like you, you've got to take control of your own destiny. Um, so that's that's kind of how that draft went for me. And you know, I knew nothing about the draft. I knew more about the NFL draft. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, three days later, I'm packed up and I'm gone into a small town in Greenville, Tennessee. Um, no nobody. We're in the sticks. The biggest restaurants, Applebee's. Um, so you, you just take Applebee's, for, baby. Yeah, and you take it for what it is, and you just go grind, man. And you, you don't know what to expect, but. Yeah. You know, I think we all leave college thinking we're the man. Um, and when you go into pro yep. ball, you get humbled real quickly. Everybody out there is a stud, whether they're a college mm-hmm. a high school guy um, from Latin America, right? You're going against the best of the best at that level. And so I got humbled real quick, man. I struggled mightily my first year, struggled my second year, and just kept trying to develop as, as the years went. My, my motto was always – be where your feet are and get 1% better every single day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, those are really good mottos, man. And I'm going to tell you the hardest one of those is, is be where your feet are, wow. right? Because there's so many distractions and so many, what ifs, I mean, if we get caught up on the actual result that we want from the process, we're never present, right? yeah. We, we can't be present at that point. Right. But it's funny. I want to go back and ask you a question. What year was that when you were the, because I too sat, in front of a computer and I had an opposite experience, right? It was America online. It was dial up. And I remember sitting in my computer room for days on end, man. And um, I fell off the board completely. My name was not called. So I had a different experience. So what year was that?
0: That was 2005. Cause I graduated high school in 04 and ended up going to college in 05. So that was the 05 draft. I mean, Tula whiskey upped in,
1: you know, Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was already done at LSU when you were drafted. (laughs) I, my last year was 2003, man. It's crazy, but yeah, man. So, I mean, we can get into, we can get into that draft story of mine later. This is about your story and we can talk offline about mine, but I can just, I can feel the anxiety in me right now kicking up because you brought me back to that place. Yeah. Right. And it's this is one of the lowest moments of my life. Oh. And I thought my life was over, bro. Like yeah. literally over. I I had passed up on so many, you know, scholarships from like smaller schools, Cal State Northridge. You know, I thought I was too good to play there, right? And then I passed up University of North Carolina. Oh, so what was it? Uh Western Carolina. Yeah. You know, in Colowee, right? And I, I passed them up. It was like, I didn't have to, I wouldn't have had to pay anything, right? I was like, no, I'm not going there. I'm going to go somewhere bigger, right? And (laughs) luckily, the, you know, Turtle Thomas knew my catching coach from College of San Mateo. And once, once they lost both of their catchers, Brad Cressy and Ryan Jorgensen, I called them. I was like, look, dude, I don't know what's going on, but my name's not called and I don't know what happened. And I've, I've called the cross checker multiple times and he says he's on it and it didn't happen. So what am I going to (laughs) do? and 2 days later i got a call and an offer from lsu but but honestly brandon i wasn't the same after that no i mean i really really wasn't right um but dude so you're so you're in the minor leagues now and you're grinding and you have this gift of being fully present and getting 1% better every, every day i don't think you realize though that type of mindset and per, and, and and perspective of life isn't really common for for a young man that just graduated high school two years ago,
0: yeah, it's it's something that you know. I think the biggest thing for me was, I always said I was built different, whether it was physically or mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this mindset of if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it, or if it's too mm-hmm. big, I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle it. So I always had my mindset on like I don't care how long this takes, I'm going to outwork. Everybody on this team, everybody in this organization, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get there at some point. You know, whether it's a year from now or it's ten years from now, I was okay with it because I knew I was going to get there at some point.
1: The thing, the thing too, though, man, is I, I think a lot of it has to do with your background, right? Yeah. Like you said, you you grew up, you know, low, you know, middle class to low, um, you know, socioeconomic status. And so for you, I would imagine, you know, being in the minor leagues and even that opportunity, you know, in front of you was enough to keep you in that perspective.
0: Oh, no doubt. I think just the way I was raised uh, by my parents, you know, my parents divorced when I was 11 years old. So, you know, I, I knew my way out, my, my way into a new life, into, into something greater was. My passion and I've always lived off my passion and mm-hmm. sports have always been a passion of mine and anything I do I need to be passionate about it to be successful yeah. and so yeah I mean it, it was my parents instilling that passion um, that work ethic because I got to see them both you know on their own try to make it right and, and hustle and grind and you know make ends meet to feed us and, and get us the things we needed not necessarily wanted Mm -hmm. Um, So I I built that for my parents. And then having my grandfather, who was probably the greatest influence um, on my sports career, just the way he would push me and the way he would train my mind um, without me even knowing it was it was a big part of that.
1: Mm -hmm. What, talk to the audience a little bit about that because I want them to get, you know, for the parents that are listening or even the grandparents that are listening, I don't know if there's grandparents that listen to my show. That'd be pretty cool if there are, but like, you know, walk them through how your grandfather led you with your mind with, you know, mindset wise, because they might be able to pick up some strategies and tips and some tips how to better lead their children.
0: Yeah. Gramps was, uh, he was hardcore, man. He, uh, mm. he had a no quit mentality. Um, you know, when you're younger, 11, 12 years old and you're supposed to be the dude out there. Um, you strike out. You don't think you're supposed to strike out. I'd get super, super pissed. I'd get mad. You know, I'd throw things and he, he would <laughs> talk to me, man. He, he wouldn't, we would get in some arguments. He, cause I'd, I'd argue back, but he was always mm-hmm. there trying to prove a point. Like, this is why you do this. This is why you don't show emotion. I think the biggest thing I learned from him uh, mentally was, to never let the other team know how you feel, your emotions, whether you just struck out. Cool, I struck out. I'm going to get you next time. Um, and that was something that yeah. he instilled in me very early where once I got over that that stage of like being a little whiner and, and complaining because I struck out, it was like, okay, you got me, but I'm going to get you the next two times, right? So just those little things. And there's always conversations on, on the ride home, uh, on the way to the game. And it was never like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? It was more like, okay, what do you want to get better at? Um, how did you feel today? Yeah. What's you? Why do you love playing the game? Um, and then he would, at the tail end, be like, okay, well, you made this error. What was going through your mind? Why'd you throw the ball this way? So he would talk me through things, and we start to strategize. And that's how I was learning the game, um, whether it be baseball or football. It was always a conversation. It was never like. You made a mistake. You need to fix this. You can't do that. You can't do this. It was he was teaching me um, through conversation.
1: Mm. Dude, that's that's amazing. I I wish I would have had a grandfather like <laughs> yours, man. You know, like I, I wish your grandfather was my dad. You know, <laughs> because I, I think what what happens is, man. You know, when we go through. And and it's hard because I'm a sports dad. You know my my girls do ice skating and and gymnastics. My youngest does soccer too. She's incredible. My my daughters are incredible. My son is a baseball player, and he wants to follow in my footsteps. And you know it's funny because I can I can feel myself on the field. You know what I mean? He's he's in the minor. He's he's freaking ten, bro. <laughs> and I can. I would say, hey, I call him B-Dos. His, his, his name is Bobby Doss. Or hey, b I was like, hey, ball to you. Go one. Two outs. Go one. And the like, literally this one time in particular, ball was hit right to him and he looks around. Like the next pitch, I'm like, I could feel myself, right? I can feel myself through the conditioning I had to be. know kind of humiliated by my father on the way home like what are you thinking right but what i love what i love what i'm hearing is you know your grandfather had it figured out right your your gramps had the whole development process figured out leading you to your own conclusion by asking you questions getting you to understand fill in the blanks yourself and then come back around with a constructive criticism right the world's missing that right now, especially in, especially in baseball. I don't know how football is because I'm around baseball a ton more, but I mean, listening to these dads and these moms from, from the dugout or against the fence and the things that they say to their children is sickening, bro. Oh, it's terrible, man. I, the biggest thing I have
0: this, these days is this daddy ball stuff we got going on, man. Travel yeah. all this, yeah. travel all that. You got to pay thousands of dollars for this. No, go mm-hmm. train go get better. You don't mm-hmm. need to play 90 games a year. You only need yeah. 20 games a year. But if you're getting physically stronger, uh, you're training your swing, you're throwing mechanics, you're sprinting, uh, you're you know, in the gym, you're working your mind, right? Learning. I think a lot of the, the problem today is is nobody's teaching these kids the mental side of the game. So they mm-hmm. have all the tools, but when you get to the the pros and you get to the big leagues, the separator is the mind. It's not It's not the talent because everybody's talented there. It's the guys that mm-hmm. are able to, to uh, deal with failure. Um, there's no fear of failure because you understand it. You understand why it's there and the process of getting through it. The biggest disservice we're doing to kids is we're not teaching them these things. Um, and that comes back to daddy ball and wanting to win championships and getting rings and trophies. And, man, how many rings, trophies do you have from when you were a kid, man? I, I don't have any left right like I, None, I, I don't know i don't I mean, recall anything they're just pieces of plastic or, or metal for me it was mm. the the bond i had with my buddies going out and playing right the, the good times the summers. yeah because you, know, you get into pro ball you don't get summer anymore you're, you're done no
1: I, I didn't have a summer for 16 years you know, so dude, it's that's brilliant. a long, that's a long career, man. That's a long career, bro. It's funny, like yeah, you talk about the camaraderie with the dudes. Like I remember in Pony League because I did travel ball after my twelve year old year, but it, you know we did in the summer and that was just it, right? <laughs> and we get in minivans and we go, we listen to music like tag team. Whoop, there it is. That's <laughs> it was that was a thing back then, and you know, we just had a blast with each other, man. We just we. But here's the thing. And we worked hard. Oh, yeah. Right. And it, this is the this is the next thing that I think there's an issue. Yes, daddy ball, yes, travel ball this, travel ball that. I think there's a place for it, but I think it's overplayed. Yep. Um, and over you and in overutilized, right? And, and we'll get there. But you know, the the other epidemic in sports is simply this. And I and I when I work with the athletes, I work with some professional baseball players and some SEC baseball players. And you know, they work so hard. They're like, man, I'm just grinding, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working, man. I'm like, well, why are you working so hard? I ask him that, right? Because I'm looking for a specific answer. It's like, well, if I don't, if I coach, if I don't, then this guy, if I put the bat down today, that guy over there is hitting and he's going to pass me up. I go, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons, man. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. So the problem is these athletes now, because everything is so amplified and all over social media, everybody knows, if you're good or you're bad, or you're having a great season or a bad season, they start to work out of that desperation and, and scarcity mentality instead of wanting to work. Cause they want to bury somebody, bro. They just love the competition. They love the grind. That was the, that's the difference, right? Cause when we played, it was like, I just want to grind. I want to beat somebody down. Like, yeah. I just want to embarrass that dude, 60 feet, six inches. I hope his girlfriend's here to watch this shit. You gotta be, like, I hope she sees this. You gotta be a savage, man. That's
0: there's kids aren't
1: savage right. these days, man. It's,
0: you know, I, when I went out there to play, like, even if I had buddies on the other team and we're going to war today, like I train yeah. to absolutely dominate you today. And I don't care. We'll be buddies after the game, yeah. but there's too yeah. many, like, like you said, it, it's, it's the, the fear of somebody else taking your job, the fear of someone else outworking you. Instead of like, I went to the gym every day for 16 years to prove to myself how good I am, to to mm-hmm. get to the top, not for anybody else, not because someone was chasing me, not because this guy told me I, w- I couldn't make it, but because I wanted to make it so
1: bad that I knew nobody was going to outwork me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's funny because you and I are similar in a lot of areas for me though, the way I was raised and the way you were raised was completely different. Right? I had loving parents. I'm not saying my parents were bad. I'm just saying that the way that they motivated me, right. They motivated, uh, my, my father motivated, motivated me out of fear. Like, If you don't play baseball, man, what are you going to do? You're not going to be anything else. Cause you don't know the difference between a hammer and a wrench. Right. Yeah. So there was that, there was that, that fear struck into me. Whereas you were, you were coached. You know with your within your mind of being you know in more of a you know rich energy this this awesome mindset to where you did this because you wanted to do it for you and you had all the confidence right you had the confidence that if you did what you needed to do you were going to be the guy on top i was the guy that was fearful right of not making it right and so i worked as hard as i possibly could and again, we've had, we had two separate results. My ability wise behind the dish, I could have caught in the big leagues Yeah, I could receive a clock. I could throw the piss out of it. <laughs> right. But like the, the reality is it just didn't happen because everything in between the years. Yep. You know,
0: that's the biggest piece that I'm telling you, that's the biggest piece we're missing in the game today at the youth level. yeah, um, oh, dog, and- dude, it's, it's
1: don't get me started on that, dude. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's just like, crazy, man. Everybody, the only thing that matters is winning these days. And and great. That's I'm glad you want to be a winner. But if you want to be a winner, you gotta to get to the top. The only thing that matters in life and sport is a World Series in baseball, right? It's it's yeah. you know, the Super Bowl champion. Th- those are the things that matter. Mm-hmm. The you know, perfect game champion you're not going to remember that in 20 years. I'm telling you, I've, oh I've been to the God. little league world series. I've been to the big league world series. Like I took those as memories with my buddies and an opportunity to go have fun and play the game. I loved. But mm-hmm. when I look back at my career, man, it was, it was the moments in the big leagues. It was yeah, you know, getting to play in the playoffs for the first time. Like, those are the things that I worked my entire life to achieve. And then, you know, one day it ends. Uh, and I think, a lot of these kids don't understand these days. Like, and, and I see it also because I, like you, man, I, I trained kids for man years. Uh, I've mentored college guys. One of my biggest guys at T- Texas A&M right now. Um, but the difference is, the kids don't understand the numbers. It's a numbers game, right? So we know high school athletes or high school baseball players. Only seven percent of them are going to go on to the next level. Seven percent. What are the other Ninety three percent doing right. So you gotta make sure that you're working harder and smarter than ninety three percent of the country. Um yeah. And when you realize the numbers, you understand that okay, it's okay to have a plan B. It's okay to have something to fall back on. Because I was the complete opposite. I I didn't there was no plan B. It was the same dude. It was get to the big leagues, make a ton Mm -hmm. of money, and retire and never have to do everything uh ever again. But that's not life, man. We Everybody gets punched yeah. in the mouth. Sports got to end at some point. Um, so I just want the kids to understand and the parents to understand that your kids most likely not going to be a big leaguer. Most likely mm-hmm. not going to get drafted. Now, get them to college. Get them an education. Um, teach them about entrepreneurship. Uh, mm-hmm. You know Different things that, you know, it doesn't have to be baseball all the time. Like, let the kid go play another sport.
1: You know, that's, that's a good point, right? Because what happens is you get wrapped up in an identity crisis. So let's get into the good, I I hope people are still hanging on right now. Like y'all, this is where it's going to get really, really good because there's an identity crisis within, you know, sports and athletics and that identity crisis happens the moment their last shot is taken. The last snap is, you know, their their last snap is taken or the last out is recorded, right? No more, no more. And they don't know who they are. They have no idea what they're going to do post sports and you know uh, a while back we had your CEO Brian Fulmer of Athlete Narrative on here and we talked a lot about the recruitment process and the NIL deals that Athlete Narrative helps young athletes with right um and we did touch on you know the transition from athletics to to real life but you know, this is a very big passion of mine because it's where I failed the most in my life, uh, Barnsey is once it was over for me, I went on the streak where I didn't know who I was and I was hurting people left and right. Like I was just trying to fill this void because I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what my other skills were. And and in fact, so much that, and it's crazy before me, you and Brian all connected, I I got accepted to do a TED talk about, you know, athlete transition from sport to real life and how it can derail one's mental state. Right. So yeah. let's talk about that part, man, because I think you're just as passionate about life after sports as I am.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's been a mission of mine the last probably year, year and a half um, to, to help guys understand that, you know, there's going to come to a point where you've got to transition Um, sport doesn't last forever. We all get old. We all get out of shape, right? The the game doesn't, our body doesn't move as fast as it should. So it's going to come to an an end, whether you're in high school, college, or pro level, you know, it's going to end one day. And I think the biggest piece of advice I just like to give to, to kids and parents of, of athletes is understand that you are not your sport, right? The sooner you can understand that you are not just a baseball player, um, the easier that transition period will be uh, when it comes, because I think that's the biggest thing I set up in my career was I was okay being a twenty-year minor league player. I was okay getting into the big leagues and and not being the best player, right? I strove to be the best, mm-hmm. but I was okay not being the best because I understood that I wasn't just a baseball player. My identity mm-hmm. wasn't wrapped around being a baseball player. I am a, a yeah. father. I am a husband. I am a I am a brother. A son, right? I, I have aspirations beyond the game when the game's over. And so when that transition period came, it was a little bit easier. You know, not saying that it, I didn't struggle with it, right? Because when I left, I struggled for about six months to a year on what I wanted to do with my life. Um, mm-hmm. And the biggest piece for me was kind of reverse engineering everything, knowing where I want to be and finding out how to get there by just reverse engineering it. And, you know, some yeah. things have come up, athlete narrative came up and I, you know, I've been doing real estate for almost three years now. It's, it's been a passion of mine, but when I was pitched athlete narrative, man, I was like, I'll quit everything right now, just because I believe in this product and what these mm-hmm. kids need right now.
1: Right. Right. You know, that's interesting. I want to, I want to ask you a question because you said for the first six to 12 months, you struggled of, you know, what you want to do with your life after baseball was over, after you retired, how much of that was mental though you know what i mean like how did you feel mentally even though you knew who you were was there a a transition period where you you felt like a loss or you were grieving something
0: honestly no um and to be honest man i i haven't watched a nine full nine innings of a baseball game since i retired um it's just you know my passion was playing the game was being on the field being in the dirt um you know, smelling the grass, hearing the fans. That was my passion was being out there. Uh-huh. So I immediately went into coaching and training, which most of us do when we leave the game, right? It's, it's all we've kind of ever known. And it's what we're experts at. But I really wanted to take, when I, when I left California and got out of my comfort zone, I knew things had to change. And so I had this mindset shift of, okay, what's next? It's not baseball anymore. You, you've got to get away from that because that's not who you are. Baseball is just something you did. It's something you were mm. good at, and so you did it, and you you made a career out of it. But now it's time to move on to the next thing. Um, and you know, through prayer, through faith, through talking with my wife, you know, one of my my best friends out here in Idaho, he pitched to me like, "Do you want to do baseball for the rest of your life? Do you want to be a lifer?" And that lifer word, man, it it strung a chord in me because I I don't want to be a lifer. I don't want to be that sixty year old dude just hanging around the baseball field or a facility. I wanna do other things. I wanna do big things in life. I wanna help people out. Um, I have a passion yeah. for giving back. Um, and so I I sat down with my buddy and he was like, Dude, you ever thought about real estate? And I said, Yeah, because you know, I made a bu- I, I made good money in my career and I wasted it, like a lot of us athletes do, mm-hmm. because we don't have the guidance. So, you know, I I came from a family that didn't know a whole lot about how to structure money and, and monetize it and do all these different things and so you look at the end of my career i don't have a whole lot saved up where i could have been investing over my course of my big league career and been retired you know just making mailbox Mm. money off rentals so that's why i got into into real estate initially and then um you know got pitched athlete narrative and immediately jumped on board
1: you know it's funny because um a couple things uh, one your your transition from sports to to life after sports is truly unique because not a lot of people have it that good to where they're ready and they knew who they were right and then you have people like me that have the negative experience and I think what's great is uh, there's space for both right I'll be able to, Coach people up from one aspect of it and you'll be able to coach people up from another aspect of it. And it, it is so impactful, man. I mean, I think that, you know, the world, the world is ready for athlete narrative. And in and, and like you said, you know, when you were pitched athlete narrative, you were you were all in. And and I gotta tell you, man, when I talked to Brian and then you, um, and then my guy talked to Brian, and I think he talked to you too, yeah. um, Bob Shepard good. It's such a, he's dude, he's he's the man, dude. He's dude, Bob Shepard, bro. Um, you know, I, I get approached by a lot of different companies to, you know, do some stuff with them and I can't ever get behind any of it. Right. Because it doesn't resonate in my soul. Yeah. Right. This, what we have here, this partnership that we've strung up, this is, this hits me in the soul, dude, like the very depths of my soul i believe in this and it's just it's it this is going to be so impactful for for kids and parents man i i mean the the opportunity for parents to know that their kids are taken care of and their branding and someone's watching over them you know so they're not posting stupid things and saying dumb things that are gonna damage their brand etc man it's just it it, it, i can't believe this is out there and it's exciting
0: (laughs) yeah man you know when when we came up with the concept, it was how is this not out there? How is this not already been put out with the technology that's already out in the world today? Like how's this been overlooked? Because you know, man, athletes have such opportunities these days with making money from their name, image, and likeness. And I think we're doing a disservice to ourselves if we're not helping these athletes build a, a plethora of bags you know, to take home mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Because yeah, the colleges have been doing it for years. I mean, NCAA, we, we can go on and on about the NCAA and, and the money they've taken from kids, right? But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a whole different story. Now we're able to yeah. use a platform like Athlete Narrative to get in front of tons of, you know, whether it's you want to go to a certain college or you want to get in front of boosters, you want to get in front of a brand you really like, we're able to push that through for you and monetize your brand, whether you start as an eighth grader on the platform and build over time, or you come on as a junior, senior, and you're like, all right, this is what I need. How do I get there? And we're going to be with you every step of the way, um, pushing your name in front of people organically, right? Not just sending DMs and messages straight to the coach. We want you to come across organically um, to the people Mm -hmm. that you want to come across And then able to monetize that by the different uh, areas that that we have in the platform with the locker room, um, the radar page, you know, just building your content alone these days, because we're in such a digital age where, you know, newspapers are dead, magazines are dead. It's all digital. It's all social media. So how do we blow you up and how do we get you sponsored and how do we get you to the next level? And that's right now is athlete narrative.
1: Oh, 100%. Let me ask you a quick question because I don't think I've asked you or Brian this question yet. Do you guys ever take, because I'm working with somebody right now, you guys are going to connect with one of my athletes uh, that plays for Mizzou. Um, is it often you guys take someone in college that you haven't worked with that long and towards the, the the latter part of their college career, bring them on, on the platform?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think our, our, our big demographic, right. is going to be that eighth grade to, to senior in high school, but, our whole goal with this is to blow people up organically however we can. So if it's, a, if it's a college guy, whether you know he's a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, what we could do to monetize you as fast as possible with the people we have coming on board, um, it's, it's going to elevate your game. And then not only is, is it going to help for while you're in your sport, but it's going to help in your transition because you're building a brand. You're letting your fans and followers and your community know what you're doing and maybe you want to be a real estate agent when you're done. We can help you with that transition process of building a network for real estate as well.
1: Yeah. It is just so impactful, man. You know, and you're you're alluding to, you know, the you guys give that that quiz or that questionnaire when you when that player decides like, "Hey, you know what? Probably not going to go play Major League Soccer or, you know, be in the NBA." You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at X, Y, Z. And then you guys start dripping, you know, content. in after they have built this social media brand since, you know, whenever, you know, middle school or high school, now they have people that are already engaged and care about them and they're able to see the transition. It looks natural. And, 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 and again, naturally it, their, their audience wants to help them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They want to help them when they get out. You know? I think for me
0: too, like, when, when we came up with this idea, it was, and how can this have benefited me, right? Because if I look at my life, my transition, if, if I'd have been using athlete narrative during my career, um, whether I was posting or not, but I, I had a, a platform where I can continue to build by a push of a button, content's already done. And then, you know, I know I'm, I'm, my time's coming up. I, I knew my last year was going to be my last year. So if I had a plan in place, if I could have taken a a life assessment test or a career assessment test, found out what I wanted to get into, and then start dripping that content as my final year was getting over, my fans, my followers, my community would have known exactly what I was going into just like that. Um, I would have had that that year-long transition period where like, okay, now I have to build a brand and start marketing for real estate. Um, I want to help athletes, so I got to start dripping
1: that. It would have been done for me just through a simple test. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and it's one of those things where I I always joke. I I tell Brian all the time, like, dude, you guys need to... You guys need one for a podcast host, like maybe just one for me, like let's pilot it, throwing it out there on the air audience, hold them accountable, badger them on social media because dude, like I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, athlete narrative. Yes. But also even from a creative standpoint, I can relate to this and you're also a creator because you're an entrepreneur. And like you said, we live in such a digital age, you know, you have to sit there and scripting content, like, you know, you may have, I think you have a team. I don't, I don't have a team like, dude, it's me and this dude with big ears. It just, it's just me, man. <laughs> so, you know, having that taken care of even for an athlete that is younger, I mean, cause I get anxiety about it. I'm like, dude, I, you know, I haven't posted in a day. I got to find something to do, you know what I mean? And so that that's an important part, right? Because when you know, someone understands your through line of what archetype you are and yep. then you 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 build that again you know that's why the name is you know genius the narrative around that athlete it just works man and, and it's all they got to do is approve it right yeah it's
0: man it's it's simple and, and the things we have coming down the line uh with the warning system for protection of kids mm-hmm. parents peace of mind um the scout which kind of hyper focalizes and targets people uh we have you know we're, we're working on getting chat AI integrated with the system so the kids can actually use it within the platform um, getting to a point where they can rescript some things it, it, it's this thing's gonna go crazy uh, yeah as technology improves and, and we improve and, and the biggest thing is getting feedback from the athletes from the people from the users on uh, the platform of like what do you want we, we want to best help you guys so we need feedback. So we're able to make this platform the best platform out there for athletes.
1: Yeah, it's needed, man. I was uh there's this kid on Instagram that liked a bunch of my posts and then, you know, I went and followed him. He's this little football player, bro. He's legit. He's <laughs> legit. And then I started DMing with his daddy today, and then the kid popped in. I'm like, "Wait, wait, no, I thought I was talking to your dad." I go, "Look, man." He's like, "No, no, it's both of us." I'm like, "Here's have your dad call me." <laughs> I, I need to talk to him because you guys are doing a great job. His his brand is already awesome, dude. Yeah. I think the kid is probably elementary school, borderline middle school, and the kid's got hands. He's got great feet. He's a football player, and he's already got you know a couple thousand followers. Like Shoot. imagine, um, uh, imagine. <laughs> Imagine, bro, right? When you sprinkle in other content, like you know, even maybe you know a static post, not just reels, like anything else that can you know establish his narrative and and, and send it out there. Because you know, listen, man, uh, years go by fast, and as soon as that kid is in high school, then by that time he's gonna be eligible for NIL. Hell, it's legal in Idaho now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think you know, too. A big thing for athletes is your fans, your followers. They, they know you play the sport. They don't want to always just see you hitting a baseball or you throwing a baseball or you on mm-hmm. a, a baseball field, you know, let them into your life a little bit and, and you could be discreet on how you want or how deep you want to go. I was always open with my fan base and my followers, you know, my kids, uh, they're going to see them at the games anyways. Right. So you might as well let them see them mm-hmm. on, on social media. My wife, what we do, you know, when we go to dinner, uh, my passions. You know, I, I love art. I love painting. You know, I, I let the the people that are following me, my fans in on my life because that's what they want to mm-hmm. know about, you know, a day in the life. These, yeah. these kids are now becoming creators. They're becoming influencers through social media because that's what it is. And if we're able to, to make an influence on your career by just boosting you, we've set you up for the next phase of your life.
1: Yeah, I know. It's a good point because, you know, I did something the other day. I think it was just the family. It was around Christmas time. And one of my uh, buddies in Australia, big fitness influencer, man, big. And he goes, more of this, please. Yeah. I said, heard, heard. So we went to the LSU football game, the bowl game the other day, and I posted that content. That went crazy, right? Because for a long time, to be fair, I didn't post any of my wife or any of my children outside of my stories, because what was happening before I was verified, I was getting these people like downloading my kids pictures and everything and making fake pages. And so I did it to protect them, you know, now, because there's, there's a check Mark. They, they can't do that. Like Instagram shuts it down. So, but yeah, man, people want to know, right. What you're doing. They want to know who you are as a person, because that's when they, when they, learn about you and they give a you know what about you that's when that's when you know you've built a brand dude
0: yeah absolutely that's that's when i saw my engagement go up and you know my team we you know my social media manager she she looks at the analytics what's doing well right like a lot of my stuff is my family people want to know about what my family's yeah. up to my, my kids play sports i've got a, a volleyball player i've got a dancer you know they, they want to know what's going on in their life Um, and it just brings them, they feel like they're a part of the community, feel like they're a part of the family. And that's, to me, was always what my fans were. They're, they're an extension of my family because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to get to do what I got to do.
1: It's so funny. You mentioned fans. I was talking to somebody in the neighborhood today. Um, just a friend of mine and I was stuck on stupid dude. Like I look at myself as someone hustling and, you know, building a brand, building a show and, and really trying to grow as an entrepreneur. And she made a comment. She goes like, you amaze me. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? She goes like, you, you have a Ted talk, you, you know, you're going to be like super famous, right? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't even think that way, Brandon. Like, I, I just don't think that way. Like I know what I want, but to think of myself like that to me is just kind of a weird thing. Maybe that's a limiting belief. Maybe it's humility, but it was so nice to hear dude, Yeah. you know? And, and I think and she said that my favorite thing about you is that you're humble. I was that's like, damn true. dude, like that's a brand, yes, you sir. know, that, that's a brand and, and, and we're out here building it. So listen, man, we got to land the plane here, but, uh, um, real quick, I, I just want to reiterate, the, the site is live, we're out of beta testing, and we're rocking and rolling, right? Absolutely. All right, yeah, good, we're man. Taking, Get in.
0: Yeah, we're taking athletes on, um, official launch date, uh, April, sorry, April, January 15th. But if you want to sign up, you want to get on, go on now. You're able to sign up, get on there before that thing gets massive.
1: Yeah, dude, it's, it's going to be so big. It's going to be so big. The beta was outrageous, right? And, you know, as far as the participants in it, and it's just, it, it's a great thing. And so those of you listening, um, there's one of two people out there in the whole United States of America or possibly across a globe that have a 10% off Link. I'm one of them. So if you like what you heard and you want to do this, you need to click the link in my show or in my Instagram bio. Do not go to the regular athlete narrative site because you will not get the 10% discount for the life of your, your, I don't guess your subscription or membership or whatever it is, being a part of the community. So I urge you to click the link, check it out. And, uh, you know, Brandon, dude, I just really appreciate you being on the show, brother. And, you know, I know the audience, Scott. A ton out of your story and just some of the insight you, all the insight you share was just absolutely
0: incredible, bud. No, I appreciate you having me. on, oh, man, I wish this plane would never land, but uh, you know, business call.
1: I know, man. It's so, dude. I, I was, I, I, I was thinking through this show, and then you know, the recording with Brian. I was like w- that we could literally have a show, and it would be probably three hours long. Yeah, (laughs) Like we would, our producers would have to tell us like, Hey, you got to hang up now. You got (laughs) to stop, you know? So um, I'm with you on that one. And and the plane's not landing just this recording. We have a ton of amazing things going on together, a ton of partnerships going on. And, you know, I I see us working together long-term. So I'm super exact about that. And I'm grateful.
0: Me too, brother. I can't wait for it
1: all right guys well listen hey until next time um please share the show uh you know if you if you got something out of this leave a written five-star review let me and my boy barnes know how you liked the the show and why you liked it and again like i said share it for everybody you know until then stay determined Southwest Florida is one of the most beautiful places on the planet to live. For those of you that are thinking of moving from other states to come to Florida, or even just moving to a different part of the state, I want you to think of a big, beautiful luxury home. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. They are a family-owned and operated luxury residential construction company. As a family-owned business, they believe in the power of building not just homes, but legacies. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders the nightmare of feeling like you'll never measure up, of constant second guessing and self-doubt. It eats away at you and destroys your confidence. I've been there too, feeling like I didn't belong on the field with my teammates, but it doesn't have to stay that way. I used to compare myself to everyone around me. I thought that no matter how hard I worked, I'd never be as good as the other guys. It killed my self-belief. I now help athletes develop an elite mindset so comparison no longer controls them. We teach techniques to cut out the negative self-talk and unlock your full potential. Imagine stepping into the box when it counts the most and feeling totally confident in your ability, feeling invincible instead of insecure, ready to seize the opportunity instead of shrinking from it. That's the mindset I help athletes develop. Don't waste another minute on comparison and self-doubt. Take control of your mindset and become the confident, unstoppable competitor you were meant to be. DM or comment below to get started with Edge and transform your mental game.